0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
2: We're talking about whether we respect our Defence Forces enough because the Irish Defence Forces charity, they've today launched a new campaign. They've unveiled this QR coded, it's it's a camouflage um, streetwear, clothing basically. To, and it's all about trying to raise funds vital funds for homeless veterans and I was interested in this because I want to chat to people former soldiers former members of the Defence Forces um, about their experience like if it's been launched to deal with to help assist homeless former soldiers Martin is with us on the line today Uh, Martin thanks for for joining us on the show when did you first join Martin the Defence Forces? Um,
3: 1985
2: 1985 Martin yeah 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 and uh, tell me a little bit about your your experience um well it's, it's it's something
3: i always wanted to do as a from a child and um i joined when i was seventeen and um, i subsequently had uh overseas missions and stuff like that and and i i loved it i absolutely loved it it was a great job you know um, and i left in uh, twenty twelve um, I had twenty six years
2: service, and that was you. You you took you retired then.
3: I retired then. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. Was yeah. that at retirement age at the time or? Um,
3: no, no. I was in, no. I, I was in the late forties. Uh, I had other issues and uh, going on in my life at the time. I had a marriage breakup, had addiction issues, and um, you know, like I, I basically wasn't keeping my life together. Okay, and, uh, you know. I I, I bailed, bailed. Yeah.
2: What know? the this was, We're chatting today because I mentioned yeah. the launch. You know the the new campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me about the charity and, and I suppose the work and the help it does. Well, uh, the
3: the charity uh, looks out for uh, ex members of of the defence forces. Uh, it Has I think four locations. Uh, uh, Brionyveen in Dublin being being the main one and the biggest. They've one in Cork and one up in uh, Donegal and basically uh, it helps uh, ex-members of the defence forces from basically living on the streets. And um, there's a personal uh, social worker, an ex-army chap that uh, helps us with applying for medical cards, uh, anything like that. You know, like uh, they 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 encompass everything. Like if you have a problem and you say, "Listen, I need a bit of help with this," they will try and help you. With it. you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a great organisation. Like you're in a you're you're, you're in a hospital, uh, you have your own little room, suite, uh, and you're safe and it's secure. You know,
2: how many people roughly, Martin, are we talking about former members uh, of the defence forces that would be access and services?
3: Well, at the moment, I I, I think there's about 25 people in the building. Uh, I know for a fact there have been over 700 people went through since Bruna has opened, have gone through the building,
2: you know. So that shows you the number of people that are in need of help and, and, you know, and support and whatever, or even for a short period of time or whatever. Yeah,
0: or or, or
3: a long period of time, you know, and... the, the defense forces. I think the defense forces is, uh, is obviously fairly regimented, and it's 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 a very comforting type of life because everything is is done for you as regards. You need to be here now. You, you know that's all right. Yeah. And when, when you leave the defense forces, that's when the problems sort of start. That you're in the real world. Then, now you're not. You know, in this closeted world. You know, where you, you learn to survive and, and, and thrive, you know. It's, a, it's an excellent life. I would recommend it to anybody out there.
2: Would you, Martin? Career in the Defence oh, Forces, yeah. you would. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. yeah you can't see parts of the world that you, you wouldn't normally. You learn loads of
2: skills. And,
3: you know, it's, it's a good job. Like, yeah.
2: Excellent. The, the tell me a little bit about life after the defence forces, and when you leave, as you say, that kind of very regimented, the day to day. You know, you have to be here at such and such a time, and yeah. do X, Y, Z, and and then yeah, for people
3: well, life life after the defence. Like I, I had, I had a cancer, and um, uh, it was a bit of a trying time, and I had the, the addiction, and then um, like. I, uh, I, I found transitioning to civilian life uh, particularly hard, for, you know, because c- I, I joined at such a young age. Mm. I hadn't experienced the uh, civilian life, basically, like uh, everything was, all my life experiences were within the Defence Forces. And then, you know, reality kicks in and uh, you have nowhere to live. Uh, you have an illness, uh, you have an addiction issue and... You come into Bruna's in and you 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 go down to the house manager and you say, Listen, I have these problems, can you help? They point you in the right direction and and then, then it's up to you really. You like if you want to, you know, improve things, you have to you have to do the hard work yourself. No one's yeah. uh, no one else is gonna do it for you. But uh, you get plenty of support and encouragement, you know. So uh, yeah, certainly it's been brilliant for me.
2: Been a big, Brilliant. big help. Absolutely. How is yeah. your health now, Martin? Just when you you mentioned, oh, brand. yeah, it's brand. good. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. 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 It's Like, actually, I, I was, I was uh, going, getting deployed to Chad, and uh, I done an, an annual medical, and they picked up uh, the cancer, and I was treated. Okay. You know, so that one had been picked up, unless I, know, I was yeah. in the defence forces. You know, so we're uh, caught at an early stage yeah. and uh, treated
2: you know okay uh, l- let me bring in martin brandon as well brandon is on the line uh too brandon you're also a former defense forces member is that right
4: yeah that that's correct yeah yeah
2: the, I, the like i think you know people today we we often hear talk about the you know the pay uh, remuneration um career opportunities particularly around salary and that you know for for members of the defense forces and it's it's often talked about on 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 radio programs but i think you know a lot of people don't go from that place to, you know, thinking of maybe homeless former soldiers on a frequent no, basis. I think, like. I, think,
4: I think the main reason is that is that when you're in the army, you're guaranteed every week, your week's wages was coming into you. And you got used to every payday, you knew exactly what you were getting. Whereas when you become then a veteran and you have no work, you have nothing more to rely on if you know what I mean. Mm. So you're yeah, not guaranteed that wage every week.
2: What's your story, Brendan? When did you join?
4: I joined the army on the thirteenth of December nineteen seventy seven. And I left in nineteen
2: ninety four. Okay. And what was like life like like I mean, just in listening to Martin and talking about the the adjustment and the transition, you know, after the regiment, the, the, the regimental kind of day-to-day life that you have. How did you find that?
4: It, it can it could be very, very hard at times, but then at the same time is because you were so used to having comrades all around you, you know, your, your friends, you lived in the barracks or you were married with your children or whatever, you know, and then when you leave that life and all of a sudden you're back to reality, you're on your own again. You're trying to get yourself adjusted again. And it can be very, very hard to readjust do that type of thing
2: is that where there's often difficulties then for for soldiers and former soldiers Brandon
4: uh, yeah yeah and I think I think that's what a lot of it is is that you know to try try to readjust your life you know where as I said before where you've got loads of comrades and friends and people to help you and you could talk to when you're on your own you don't have that feeling you feel as if you're left alone and you don't wear here in the home now, is that's fantastic because you're with all the ex-soldiers. You know, you can talk, we can laugh, we can talk about different things when you're in the Lebanon or whatever it be. And that camaraderie is just back now again. Mm.
2: So you find, j- j- just through, I suppose, the aftercare, if you want to call it that, you, you've you got comfort from that and help?
4: Very much so. Yeah. Is it a good career, Brendan? Would you recommend it? I would recommend the Army to anybody, like mm. it was an excellent career,
2: yeah do you feel like when you look at other you know and, and look I know I know there's there's differences, but do you do you feel we have enough respect for defense forces members and former soldiers? No unfortunately,
4: we don't, but again that can be down to not alone the public perception of you know whether you're an ex soldier or not, I think it's down to. You know your own personal your own personal issue. You know is that some people will respect it, and others like I think no matter what way you look at it, some people are either going to agree or disagree with what you want to say. It's like in every it's every aspect of life. You know, it doesn't matter what way we feel, or what way other people think. We're we're just trying to get out there that you know we are veterans. We've we've done our best for Ireland you know so basically you know it's that's basically what it is we're looking for any veterans to try and help them out to to show them that you know you're not on your own there is people out there that will help you
2: yeah okay and that's an and I'm sure people are aware of the, the organisation and the charity though Brendan well you see
4: that's, that's the thing the thing about this campaign was that you know to make people aware you know and if people wish to contact us you know it's on dot one hyphen veterans dot org, okay, and slash donation. Like the, its donations is basically what this is all yeah. about. This this campaign. This
2: campaign. Yeah. No. I, I thought I thought it was very interesting when I was looking at it and, and and reading about it. Um. And I I just thought to myself. And even when I mentioned it at the start of the show the show today, you know, people. I think people were somewhat surprised to hear that there are as many homeless former members of the Defence Forces, you know, as there are, and, and that's just people that are accessing the services. Um, I'm sure there's probably many that, you know, that aren't as as well, as you made the point. Martin, you're still with us too. Do you feel that there's enough respect? Do you feel like Defence Forces, do they get, do you feel you get the respect that you deserve or that you need, that you want?
3: Um, on a personal level, meeting people one-to-one, you would get some respect, but like, uh, as regards the government, we, the, the the army or the defence forces in general are bottom of the list, and that's the perception we're in. The defence forces we're bottom of the list, and uh, we we have to take what we're given because we we can't really complain about anything. And uh, you know, it's, it's uh, the government will pay lip service to to the defence forces. The nothing tangible will ever really not an air experience has ever
2: happened.
3: But look, okay. You
2: know. Yeah. Let me bring in Shelley as well. Shelley is on the line too. Um, Shelley, you've been listening to Martin and Brendan. What's your experience with the Defence force? Well, first forces? of all,
1: I would love to say thank you to both of them for their service. Um, I think people need to understand that the commitment that the men and women give to service is phenomenal. Um whether they be veterans like Martin and Brendan or the current serving. Um, my husband just left in 2022 after 32 years. My son is currently serving since 2011 and it is a career for him. He won't be leaving. Um, but Martin's bang on the head. The, the lack of respect our, our members, be they serving or veterans, are shown is just horrific. It's systematic lack of respect from serving governments year after year they really were at the bottom end of the totem pole when it comes to, be it even positive press they just don't get it um, You when you have this, it's no wonder then that the wider public are feeling the way they feel which genuinely isn't as positive for the Defence forces as you would have expected or that they deserve, it's just not there
2: Okay, why is that?
1: I think misperception would be one. You have people who don't understand, who don't understand the amount of work that goes into being a serving member. You know, you hear when it comes to the army, potato peelers, really, I mean, ridiculous. We're the most highly trained there are. We're world-renowned peacekeepers. And these men have served abroad. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. I mean, phenomenal. Certainly not a potato peeler, but because people don't know any different or it's seen as, well, you don't have an education, so you go and join the Defence Forces. Again, that's not true. The amount of education you can garner from the Defence Forces, your qualifications, mm-hmm. your life skills, the... Um, opportunities that Brendan's on about, seeing countries that you would never, ever see. And you're not just seeing these countries. You're working, you're ingrained in them and technically you're saving lives while there. It is phenomenal and it's okay. something that should be respected.
2: Uh, no, no, Marion is with it. Do you know what, actually, there's quite a few people getting in touch with us about this. And I'm just asking people today, if you're in the Defence Forces or maybe you're a former member um you know, I, I'm I'm interested in hearing from you, from your thoughts, you know, on this today. Like, I mean, do you feel respected? Do you feel that there's just a society in general, um, even understand, I suppose, what what's involved in in the job? Perhaps, Brendan, you're still with us. I think, are you? But are you're still on the line, Brendan. I'm yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Just in, in listening to Shelley there, like, is that the the kind of comments and, and attitudes? Like, do people? Do you get that? Like, the sort of commentary from people or.
4: No, because I think, as Shelley said, you know, I, I think they don't actually understand what it's actually like, you know, to be in a peacekeeping mission. And, you know, they just said, ah, oh, yeah, well, you know, I was overseas, you know, he made a few quid. You know, it's not, you know, people don't realise the difference when you're away from your family, you're away from friends, you're in a country that you've, you literally don't know anything about. Mm. Kind you of know, um, mis- it, can't, it can be misperception completely.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, quite a few people getting in touch actually. You know about making that point. I, I should say, Brendan. You know the, the kind of attitude that people feel. Um, these sort of misconceptions, and I suppose a stigma, if you want to call it that, you know, t- towards um, the job or the defence forces or, or, or members as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were just chatting before the break there about um, the Defence Forces and whether or not we show them, um, society in general, the public, do we show the Defence Forces enough respect? And we're talking about this because the Defence Forces charity has today launched this, it's a new campaign and it's all about trying to raise funds, vital funds, for homeless veterans. Um, really interesting conversation listening to Martin and Brendan and their perspective on their time in the service. Marion is with us. Marion, you got in touch about this. Why?
5: Um, hi, how are you? Um, well, my brother-in-law uh, is a veteran and I just discovered uh, a while ago that he actually has, they, they're not given a medical card when they leave the army. And I think if that was issued and I think it should be done as a matter of urgency, it might help um, veterans to adjust if or if they have issues or if they have medical requirements that they can access it without going through all the red tape that they might have to. And I think it could prevent um, situations, for example, homelessness. I think your previous callers described and explained very well the transition from, you know, from army into civilian life and uh I myself work with um, uh, Dougie Hobson and the Mustard Seed, and we go out in the evenings um, to the homeless throughout Dublin City. Um, And I have met more than one veteran or man telling me stories about his days in the Army. And he might be suffering from, well, one particular man was suffering from addiction. He was drinking a lot and he was living on the streets. I mean, how shameful for us is that? I just think that's outrageous. and so sad. You know, I mean, my brother-in-law is a great guy. He has great stories and he still speaks with passion about his his time in the yeah. army. Um, and there are many more of the utmost respect for all of them. I just think they should be celebrated and taken care of okay. rather than left to, you know, work out life
2: themselves adjusting and so on. Mark is with us as well, Marion. Mark, you're a Defence Forces member, is that right?
5: Well, I was. uh, I was a Defence
6: Forces member for 21 years. I retired in 2019.
2: Okay, what's your experience?
6: Well, I joined on 27th of April 1998 and um, it was something that was a vocation for me. I never wanted to do anything else, so it was a natural route for me to take in my life but the defence forces teaches you it doesn't isn't something that the defence forces actually advertises but it teaches you life skills so much stuff that you're going to miss or you'll you'll just maybe touch off in in any other sector of employment um it's lessons that I, I think have maybe even been forgotten um, in today's society. And can I just say before I go any further to um, Martin and Brendan, there's two great men and they're showing the public what uh, skills, what life lessons and what they can carry forward into society by taking care of um, veterans of the Defence Forces and how they still remember the teamwork and, and the camaraderie and the togetherness yeah. and the the, the brotherhood um, that is the Defence Forces. And I'd just like to give them a round of applause. Fair play to them. Yeah.
2: And in, in your own experience then, Mark, do, like, you know, are you, I think what is, well, certainly from reading the text messages, you know, today that I'm, I'm looking at coming in, I think a lot of people are sort of surprised that... Um, that like, you know, I suppose people people that are leaving the Defence Forces and they're all it's not in, I'm not going to say in many cases but there are people who are experiencing homelessness
6: It's, it's, it's disgusting that people who have signed a blank cheque and there's no cliche or funny kind of ah, come on no they have they've signed a blank cheque and they've put it on the desk of the state and they've said up to my life and everything included in it in defence of the government of the day and that is the oath you take and I think it's disgusting that people who have placed so much uh, on 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 the at the feet of this nation and everyone that's in it, everyone that even faffs at the defense forces and has no you know knowledge nor no respect or nor or of of what the members of the defense forces do air corps army and navy mm. but that doesn't matter because you've got members of the defense forces who will still put themselves if told to do so they'll still put themselves in front of those people to defend their right to hate them. And that is absolutely not respected by consecutive governments. And this isn't uh, a recent thing. This has gone on 20
2: years. Th- that respect that you, that you talk about, and, and, and Shelley and, and, and Marion articulated some of that as well, you know, in looking at family members, um, you know, that have gone through the Defence Forces. Like, is mm. there that kind of stigma or commentary? Like, have you experienced that, Mark? From Well,
6: uh, I could say that people don't know what the Defence Forces do. And you could say maybe that's a PR thing. Look, that, that could be something that Defence Forces need to let the public do. What do you actually do? Well, what I would say to anyone who would say, yeah, well, what actually do we do? The Defence Forces is like Ireland's insurance policy. It's like what you'd have in your car. You might need it every day, but by God, when you do, you're sure glad it's there. And, and like something something that has come to mind I, and uh, when I was listening to your show there a few minutes ago mm. is a quote by a philosopher called Thucydides. And he said that, the society that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. Now, that could be translated immediately into today's society, where we've got a leadership uh, in consecutive governments who've, just al- who've allowed this to happen to mm. members of the Defence Forces where for they're homeless. Okay. It shouldn't be a charity. As, as one of your speakers said a few minutes ago, why aren't members of the Defence Forces given a medical card on leaving? Because they will carry with, with them experiences both good and bad, but it's the bad ones that they will need and it's okay. not always the, 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 the wounds that you'll see in the skin, it's what they carry in their mind.
2: Jer- Jer- let me bring in Jerry as well, Mark. Jerry is on the line too. Um, are you currently serving Jerry, or, or your former member?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm a former member. I retired just over a year ago and okay. I just, I'd just like to point out all the, all the uh, guests you've had on so far to confirm and uh, increase uh, the, the value the Defence Forces are, uh, add to a career. I joined in 1981, as you can obviously know, an Englishman. And it was the one uh, part of Irish society that there was no racism on any whatsoever. In the Army, you're judged on your, your merit and uh, with loyalty uh, and um, et cetera, something mm. like that. So um, I've done 13 tours of duty overseas and I've soldiered next to uh, Americans, UK. Uh, Canadians, every uh, uh, forces. And I have to say we're equal, we're better than most and equal to all of them. Our training is world class. I can guarantee that. It's a fantastic job. But yet again, the only negative is that we seem to be undervalued by the government. Uh, Our uh, national um, our military defense spend is the lowest in the European Union. Yet we have soldiers, a footprint in Africa, Asia and the Middle East today acting as ambassadors for Ireland and for the United Nations and on certain occasions, NATO Mm. and European Union missions.
2: Text in from Marie as well, who says, I have no relationship at all with the Defence Forces. I'm just listening to the conversation and I, I strongly feel the conditions they're expected to accept for such a highly trained profession, um, highly fit group. It's absolutely terrible. Paying conditions need to be improved as soon as possible. Brendan is on the line. Brendan, you have family in the Defence Forces, is that right?
7: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. My father was in the, in the army for 44 years.
2: OK. What's your memory of that time? A uh, good time, I mean,
7: I, so I grew up on, on the army base down in the corridor there, so even though I wasn't a member myself, I would have seen, um, you know, um, everything that was going on and you'd always uh, note the discipline of, of uh, the squadrons marching, and, you know, I had lots of friends in there that would tell me stories of uh, what they do and uh, the camaraderie and the discipline and um, things like that and when they go overseas, how much they're respected and um, sought after and mm. um, as a defence force, yeah.
2: Do you the, the conversation around respect for members and former members? Like when you look at that as the son of somebody who was in, in 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 the army, what's your view?
7: Well, the, on the respect side of it, so, um, so my father, like I say, forty four years, and uh, he was in married quarters on the car- on the Kara, um, and after retirement, um, not long after retirement, uh, you they get issued if you have married quarters, you get issued a letter asking to vacate. Um. Now you can. Some of his colleagues and himself kind of fought it or had um, uh, colleagues in higher positions that they were able to go to. And some of them did get, so my father did get a, a, a stay. He is allowed to stay in the house. But then you get a second letter which basically says you can stay in the house, but you you don't own it and you can't pass it on, which is absolutely fine. Mm. But you have to go, go and fight that. And the houses lying idle on the curragh. Well, there used to be hundreds of them, but they systematically bulldoze them. Um, they're perfectly, perfectly fine. There's no reason that uh, veterans couldn't have been put into them, but they've gone into such ruin now; they probably can't be repaired.
2: Okay. No, it's interesting to hear that. I say a lot of people wouldn't be aware of that, Brendan. You weren't, you know, attracted to get into the job yourself. I wasn't. No. No. No.
7: No. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I went. I was. Uh, I wanted to go down more of. I went down into accountancy, so I, right. I wasn't. It wasn't for me, but yeah. Um, um, I, I did like the what would attract us to me. I was looking at. I did look at cadetships, um, because uh, I wanted. To you could go on a more academic route with that, but the discipline and the training and stuff like that it was was a to see, especially growing up around it, and especially with a lot of my friends getting into it. So All into it, yeah. Kind of, especially when they're going for their um, for their interviews and stuff like that, you have to pass your fitness test. So you'd be training with them and stuff like that so you could see the level of discipline Yeah the work
2: the work that goes into it This listener says I was flown by army helicopter from Cork to Beaumont in Dublin for a brain operation They do a lot more than just defence As this texter Another listener I served 21 years and I loved every minute of it My problem is not with the general public but government who for years showed nothing but contempt and disrespect How can you expect people to respect the defence forces when the government doesn't?